What's going on everyone? Welcome to episode number four of the Brand and Demand Show. Today we're talking about how to leverage, build, and create demand for both the company brand and the personal brand. I get a lot of questions about what should we do with the company brand versus what should we do with the personal brands? How should we help our people build their personal brands? And it just made sense for me to cover it during this episode because I've got so many inquiries both in this community and outside of this community as well. It's, it's on people's minds. What this is not is a brand strategy session. So we're not going to cover you know, how to identify your ideal client. We're not going to cover how to craft your unique story and message, your competitive advantage. That is more of a brand strategy type conversation. Where we're going to come through today is, is uh, assuming that you have all of that done. And now how do you take the personal brand and the company brand and how do you make both work for you? How do you create demand from both of them? I'm gonna look at companies, including mine, including my clients, including people that I know, people that I see on LinkedIn. And I'm just gonna go through what companies are doing an amazing job at building their company brand and what commonalities do they all have in common? Let's go through them. So in terms of building the company brand, these are the things that I'm seeing really successful companies doing. Number one, the this won't be a shock to you guys, but number one, the leaders are leading from the front. They're not sitting on the sidelines. They're not, you know, hiring a social media manager to do all the, the work. They're not asking their employees to do all the content for them. They are actually out there and they believe that being the CEO, being the founder, that it is part of your responsibility in 2022 to create demand for your company, to be sort of the spokesperson, if you will, for the company. And I always like, I know everyone's going to throw out like, I don't have time and it's, you know, I'm busy, I'm running a business, but there is a lot of CEOs, presidents and all the way up from, you know, whether it's Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, whoever you want to look at, whether it's a massive multi-billion dollar company, or I can show you 20, 30, 40, 50 companies executing that are from, you know, 1 million to hundred million in size and their CEOs, their leaders, their execs are out there on the front lines. It doesn't mean they spend all day on social media. It doesn't mean they create 25 videos a week. It just means they have something where they're initiating this brand process. And so that's number one, that leaders are leading from the front, the companies that are doing it really well. Number two, the companies that are building the company brand and doing it really well, are have, they have a weekly reoccurring event to create content from. And that's exactly what we're doing here. And so that could be a podcast, it could be a community event, it could be live sessions, it could be a combination of all of them. Because people always ask me like, well, what if we're all building our personal brands and then like our best people leave and they take their personal brand with them? Yes. They they do. That's why you build something that's company-based. You have the company podcast. You have the company community, the company live event. A person can't take that with them when they leave, right? And, and, and obviously they'll take their personal brand and they'll take that stuff with them. And that's great. They should. But the company-based stuff can't leave. It also gives you accountability every week to show up and create the content. Like this live session, I'm doing it every week. So I'm guaranteed to always have content. I just chopped up the last episode from last week and I think we got close to eight or nine clips from that 30 minute session. So I just got eight, nine videos from a 30 minute session. So from accountability standpoint, it's great. Creating a never ending stream of content, video content, it's great. And it actually allows your employees, if you do have people in the company, if they wanna jump in, do you know how easy it would be for me to bring in like my team lead or somebody else to this live session or to the podcast or have a guest on there? It's really easy to pull people in because I'm already doing it myself. Number three, companies that are really taking their company brand to the next level and driving results, and I'm talking business results and revenue as a result of it, they're investing in video because of the scalability and the ease of repurposing. And that's exactly what I just talked about when I can take a 30 minute session and chop it up and do a several different video clips and 100,000 people can see it. Obviously, that's going to scale my brand pretty damn fast. 
Now you, you don't have to invest, invest in video. You could just take this and then you could create 10 to 20 text posts from there. But obviously we all know the power of video is that people are seeing your face. They're getting a feel for who you are, your personality, your style. You're activating more senses within the human beings that watch and consume your content. So it's more powerful, it just is. Number four, companies that are doing really well with their company brand are, they have a company page, a LinkedIn company page, but companies know that the LinkedIn company page is not your content strategy. Like that, that the companies that are really doing it well, they know it's not the heart of the company brand. Like, I, and that's what I see right now from a lot of companies as they're like, Alex, I'm building my company brand through my LinkedIn page. And I'm like, not really. Like you're, you're probably not. The company page is gonna get about 10 times less engagement than your personal page will. So it's not like you're gonna drive a ton of engagement. I mean, I have a company page, we do post occasionally. It never outperforms my personal page post and it's not even freaking close. So you could run ads to your page. That might be a good reason to build up your company page. And I think just for visitors that go there and check it out, it's important to have somewhat of a presence, but that can't be your, your, the heart of your content strategy it cannot be your LinkedIn company page. Like it just, it just won't drive business results. It won't drive revenue for you long-term if that's the main focus. Again, you, could you have the podcast or the community or the live events somewhat tie back into the company page? Of course. But um, that's, that's one mistake that I see companies making. The, good, the, the companies that are really successful with it, they understand they've got a company page, but they know it's not, gonna, it's not gonna be the end all be all. The other mistake that I see companies making is that they'll hire a social media manager at 70,000, 60,000, 80,000 a year, whatever the salary is, and they'll just ask that social media manager, go do all of our social. That's what they tell me. Like, we got a social media manager person and they're doing all of our social. I'm like, what is doing all of your social even mean? And how do you measure it? And I asked that question, I'm like, how do you measure success? How do you know what to look for? What are the KPIs? How do you know if six months in, if it's actually working? How do you know 12 months in, if you've got an investment or return back on that 70K that you spent to have that person be the social media manager? So, and I'm not knocking social media managers. I think they can be great. They can, they can be an asset to the company. But what happens is people put a Band-Aid on the content and social media solution by saying, I don't, you know, the president, the CEO, the exec says, I don't really know what's going on with social and the whole content thing, and I don't have time to deal with it. Can we just hire a social media manager? And a lot of times that person comes in, either from schooling or from another company, and they don't have experience in using content to generate actual revenue, to bring in candidates, to bring in clients. So they do the best they can. And they end up posting some content to the LinkedIn company page, to maybe a profile picture, you know, a personal page. They end up, you know, going down a couple different content channels and you flash forward six to 12 months and you've got really nothing to show, but maybe a little bit more followers and you've got some content that was posted on the company pages. So my thought process is that the best way to do it, and the, again, the companies that are really finding success with this, they're actually doing the work on the front end. They're figuring it out themselves, how to measure it, what's gonna work, what doesn't work, how to host live events, how to take live events and get video content from there, how to start and run a podcast. You know, they're figuring out what's gonna work and what's not. Then at, at a certain point when they feel like, all right, I need help with this, or I wanna free myself from the time, then they'll bring in someone that actually can help run that. But at that point, they know what success looks like, they know how to measure it, they've done it themselves, so they have the experience. And so I think that's just a much smarter way to do it versus trying to say, let's just hire a social media manager and hope that they fix all of our social problems. And like I said in the beginning, the best companies, the leaders need to be out leading the front on this. Like this is just the modern way we do business in 2022. Like, especially if you're a small to mid-sized company, 
there's really no reason that you shouldn't be out there at the face of the content. The companies who are getting results with this are also inspiring, encouraging, and supporting their people to create content, but they're not forcing it. So you can't, if you're a company, you can't be like, hey, you, 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 I want all of you to start creating content tomorrow. Like that's not gonna work. They're not gonna make time for it. It's not gonna be priority. And you can't force people to create content, right? You can't force people to build their personal brands. What you can do is inspire the heck out of them by, again, leadership takes the first step, puts out content, you start to see results, that encourages, that inspires other people. There's opportunities where you can help support them, give them training, give them resources to create the content in the first place. Hey, you had an idea, John, the other day. Sally, you have an idea about this. Why don't you do a live event around it? Why don't you do a podcast about it? Why don't you create some videos around it? Like those are all possibilities. Let people create, let their creativity run wild, let them express themselves, but it can't be a forced thing. And, you know, obviously posting the company page post isn't gonna do anything either. I'm gonna get into that in a second. So that's the way you're gonna scale your, your company brand. That's the fastest way to scale your company brand is by activating all your people if you've got employees at the company and having them do it. Because now you've got, instead of one person that maybe gets a million or two million views a year, now you've got three or four or five and you've just five X to reach. Everything's coming back into the business anyways because if they get leads generated or candidates coming in, it's all funneling to the business. One of those people leaves, no worries. Do they take a million views with them? Sure. But if you've done it the right way, you've got your company brand strategy in place, your company content strategy in place to where you can plug someone else back in, they come right into that system and you move forward just like you would a sports team, right? You've got that system within the company, the infrastructure within the company that you've built and spent time on. And so if people leave, they come, they go, it doesn't matter, the system, the process keeps moving forward. So that's on the company side, and we'll get to the personal side. I've just got a few notes here on what, again, this is just what I see when I look at the people, whether it's my, what's working with me, whether it's my clients, whether it's just people I know and see on LinkedIn every day, I'm looking at what is working from a personal brand standpoint, and what are some commonalities that I see, and here are a couple things that I see. One, it's a personal brand, which means it's personal to the person. So kind of like I talked about earlier, a company can't tell an employee that, hey, go post the company brand post go post the company article, go post the, our executives job postings. It, it's not gonna do anything, like nobody cares about that. It's never gonna perform in the LinkedIn feed or the TikTok feeds, because it's not what the type of content that does perform, it's not what they want in there. People don't appreciate it because it really doesn't add any value, right? And so it's also encouraging your employees to not express themselves, to not unleash their creativity, to not talk about things that matter to them when they're constantly being reinforced that I guess I should just share the company post. They're probably gonna leave and go to a company eventually that encourages them and supports them with creating their own content. Obviously, it's gotta be in line with the company brand and you have to have similar values. You can't have a personal brand that's going this way and the company brand's going the complete opposite way in terms of what they believe in and the values and what they stand for. They have to align, of course, but everyone has their own unique perspective. The company has their own unique perspective and what they offer and then each individual employee has their own unique perspective. Anyone that's crushing it right now, personal branding, they have that unique perspective. They are audience focused. They're not just posting a bunch of random stuff. They are really focused on their audience. And whether that's a sales rep, whether that's a recruiter trying to help candidates, it's a salesperson trying to help maybe teams hire better or implement new technology or improve processes or systems or sell better or whatever it might be. They're focused on their audience, on serving that audience every day. But on the flip side, there's a human approach to it. So all personal branders do well is they storytell. They incorporate their own journey in their content. 
Why do we do that? Because one, it just feels good to share about yourself. It feels good to be a human being. That's what we do in real life anyways. But two, it actually connects with the audience because we're all human beings. LinkedIn is a digital platform. TikTok is a digital platform, but you can never forget that everyone on the platform is a human being. And I would also say that obviously the people that are building personal brands and doing it really well are also engaging with other people on the platforms. And you guys probably know this about LinkedIn, but you can't get on LinkedIn and never engage with somebody and expect your content to perform well. Like it is a, literally you have to think about it like a social virtual business networking event that you're showing up to. So you wouldn't show up to a virtual networking event or an in-person conference and you wouldn't just like throw, you know, your sales slicks or your company information at people and then expect everyone to chase you down. What would you do? You'd show up and you'd have conversations. You'd shake people's hands or maybe now with COVID, you'd give them a fist bump, you know, or something. And you'd laugh, you'd have a good time, you'd be a human being. You'd talk about industry of things that are happening, trends, hey, what's going on with this? You know, I've, I've been noticing this with the industry. I've been noticing this works really well. This doesn't work very well. Oh, interesting you said that. You'd spark conversations and that's, that's typically how it would go. Well, when we get on LinkedIn and places like social media, we sometimes forget that that's, it's really the same rules apply. So you wanna think about yourself showing up, how would you act? You would talk to people, you'd sit at the round tables, you'd contribute to the conversation, you'd add value, you'd potentially get on stage, deliver a keynote or deliver some more perspective that would help the audience. Same thing in, in social media and LinkedIn. Um, the last thing that I wrote down, and this applies for personal and company, this is gonna be a shocker for you guys, but it's just consistency. People that are building great personal brands and that are building great brands around their company, they are consistent. It's not something you're gonna do for two months or three months or six months and expect everything to change. This, you have to think about content for building for years down the line. And that's why I believe in the importance of creating processes and systems and infrastructure and building that live session or community or podcast or whatever it is, building the machine around it because you gotta be able to sustain this for long periods of time. Otherwise, it's just not even worth doing and it's just definitely not gonna work. So that is that guys, let's go to, I hope we got some questions, uh, company brand, personal brand, or even if there's something that came up that's a little bit off topic from what I just covered, I'm happy to answer them. So the question was, how do you tell stories of maybe potential clients or candidates that you've worked with, you've had some success with, but maybe you feel like it's a little too early from when it happened, the story just, you know, there's an event that just happened, or maybe you feel like that just from a privacy standpoint that you don't wanna share, that story and maybe that person wouldn't be comfortable you sharing it. I think that's a concern that a lot of people have where they're like, I wanna share stories of my potential clients, candidates, people I work with, but I don't wanna feel like I'm letting out information that is, is kind of private to us and our experience that we have with that person or that company. And I think in most cases, it's probably in our head. I think that for me, what I do is like, if I wanna share a story, there's two options I think you have. One, you keep it very general and you paint the picture of what the story was, how it went down. You don't share anything private that, that you experienced with that person or that would be any breach any confidentiality. That's one way to do it. And if, just to your point exactly, you want it to make sure that there's a good story or a lesson weaved into that story so that it provides value to anybody that would consume it in the, in the feed, which obviously is gonna help it perform better. So you share the story, it's got a good hook in there. There's a challenge, you over, they overcame the challenge. You position that client or that candidate as the hero of the story naturally, and you're the guide in the story. That's, that's a great way to do it. And um, then you end on something, kind of the moral of the story, right? So somebody could take that story, appreciate what you delivered, have a different perspective, potentially learn something, and then go on and, and be able to do their job better or succeed at a higher rate. Um, that's one way to do it. The other way is I would recommend is just ask the person 
the candidate or the client or whoever you're working with that you want to share the story from, just ask them. Be like, hey, I'm, I'm really inspired by what you just did and how you landed this job or how you succeeded in your role or how you did X, Y, and Z. You got X, Y, and Z results. Can I use that in a, in a, in a text post or in a video or like, can I share that? And oftentimes, most people will say yes. And they'll either let you tag them because maybe it's going to give them a shout out and it's really cool for them. Or if it's something they don't want to, they don't want shared publicly, they'll be, they'll probably be okay with you just using the story and keeping their name out. But it's the same with video testimonials. People a lot of times will ask me like, I, I feel like I have a lot of client success stories, but I don't always get them on video. Like I don't get the testimonial for them and it feels weird kind of asking. I don't think my clients would give me the testimonials. And whenever I send people back to go ask their clients if I'm working with them, they almost always say yes. They're like, yeah, I'd love to share that. Like you guys have made a tremendous impact on me and our business and there's no reason I wouldn't want to help help you and help other people get the message out so you could help other people too. So I think I would I would challenge you, Andrea, in that way is that, you know, how many times have you had that conversation with that person? And chances are, I bet they're probably more okay with it than you think. But even if they're not, you could always do it completely general and still get the story in there and hopefully they'd be okay with that. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for watching Brand In Demand. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast now so you do not miss the next episode. We'll see you around.